Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is sponsored by Gandalf's Bussy. Use code ANOTHERHAPPYBUSSY for 10% at checkout and free shipping. Another happy pod. Welcome back to another happy pod, the pod where we like to keep things positive. As usual, I am joined by Nathan, who is older than me. Nathan, how old are you? <laughs> All right, yeah, simple. Okay, let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nathan. I'm older than Lawrence, and I'm 27 years old. Oh, that sucks, Nathan. I'm only 24, and I'm a ripe 24, as it was my birthday last week. Well, you're getting older. Happy birthday. No. Nope. No, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> we didn't do that for my birthday, so we won't do it for yours. No, it's true. But that's because Boris fucked the country on your birthday. He did. Did Boris did well and truly fuck the country on my birthday. What happened on yours? Anything of note? Um, I don't know. No, probably not. Am I supposed? Are you are you leading up to something, or is there something? No, I, I could, no, I genuinely don't know. I think it was just another boring day, really. No, it was a great day. It was a great day. I had some balloons uh, waiting for me when I woke up. Uh, from zucchini so that I had, I had a good time thank you great got myself a lego boba fett as well great yeah <laughs> well, now, now that everyone's clued up uh, clued up on how my birthday went uh, <laughs> should, we, should we jump into what we're doing which is of course harry potter and the lord of the rings oh no no you got that wrong there well you got it oh. half wrong anyway it's just one oh. of those two different franchises Oh, I see. Okay, so uh, yeah, which one? Which one was it? It's the Lord of the Rings. Ah, I see. This is a great banner. This this is this is great. <laughs> this is all definitely staying in as well. Um, <laughs> and no, and that's not that's not even a joke. Uh, it will stay in because I'm trying to do as little work editing these as possible. Um, For fuck's sake. Ah, oh, Nathan. Right. Where should we begin? I think we should acknowledge the elephant in the room. <laughs> What's the elephant in the room, Lawrence? Well, the, ele- the I, elephant. In the I room. don't think we should acknowledge it. <laughs> do you not? Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Put you on the spot. All right. I think it's the best way to. I think being open and honest with our with our audience of seven is the way to be. Um, <laughs> so let's let's say we, me and Nathan, have already had this conversation for about forty minutes. Uh, we've already spoken about this film. We well and truly know each other's opinions on it, um, and. We lost the audio. Or when I say we, of course I mean Nathan and his PS5. Um, <laughs> so we thought we'd give it a break and we'd try and record this again. Uh, and so that's what that's what this is. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I didn't lose the audio. 
Something <laughs> happened, and it fucked up. Okay, and and we didn't do the whole episode, so some of it may still be fresh, but we'll we'll see how we go. I think we only got we got we got a little bit through. Well, we got through Fellowship, and we did a bit of Twin Towers. So there's still. A lot two of fresh towers, two, King two towers, two t- twin towers is something else. Not entirely. the twin tower. Do you know why? Do you know it's because on my list of notes, I wrote this, I wrote two towers, and then I went back and changed it to twin. Um, just why? So I just I don't know. I guess I was trying to be funny, but oh, what, what funny joke that, that is was a was a really tragic ordeal. <laughs> I don't want to make light of it. I'm very sorry. What a, what a funny joke. <laughs> I'll keep this in. Transparency works two ways, Lawrence. It's a double-edged sword. I'm um, sure it does. Oh, gosh. Okay, right. So, Nathan, you sprung this on me. Um, uh, it was not It was two weeks ago, but I did watch them in the first week because, like I said, we did try and record this. So I had to binge these in uh, within seven days. Um, yeah. And it was a bit of a... It was a bit of a... <laughs> one, a bit of an effort because they're all about three hours and fuck knows how long. Um, they're, all, they're around three hours each. Yeah. Yeah. We watched the theatrical. That's right. Yeah. So we watched the theatrical. We decided that. Well, I decided that would be the best way for you to experience these movies for the first time, uh, for two reasons really. I thought that if it uh, was your first experience watching them, I think it's always a good idea to watch the theatrical at first, because then when you watch the extended edition, you know what's different. You know what's been added, so you can appreciate it more. Um, and also, I didn't want to be mean and just make you watch twelve hours worth of movies in a week. Yeah, no, I think I think I mean, I, I, the extended I hear is uh, a somewhat of a better experience. I, I've told a few friends that I was watching the theatrical, and they said extended or nothing. Um, extended one... is the best is definitely the best way to watch them, but not for your first time. No. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Oh shit. I just started playing Spider-Man, and then <laughs> I realised that the sounds will come through on the recording, so I quickly stopped. <laughs> Nathan, all you have to do is have a conversation, and we still haven't got your full attention. <laughs> it's so easy to do this. Oh, God, right, okay. So, I, overall, I started... Um, there's a reason I never... I've, I've tried to watch these once. Uh, it was a big, like, let's do a marathon of them. Yeah. Um, and I think I got through maybe 10 minutes into the second one and fell asleep or either fell asleep or went home. But one of the two, I didn't, I, I didn't get through. all. So of you would have watched all um, of the first one. I watched all the first one, but this was, this was about six, seven years ago. So I don't remember a thing about right. it. And, and I was like half asleep throughout the first, like the second half of it. So I, I had basically no idea what the fuck this film was, go- was, was about. Yeah. Um, I just, <laughs> just kind of saw like a, a little Daniel Radcliffe-esque boy running around with big feet, and that was that was my understanding of it. And right. So, I I can't say I was excited. It's it's definitely like a block. I feel like I I know quite a lot of like pop culture things. Um, like I'm a, I'm a fan of Marvel. I'm a fan of Star Wars. And so like I was always kind of like oh, I really should watch this because I know it's supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, but I never did because I tried that one time and it kind of soured my opinion of it despite the fact it was my fault that i just didn't pay attention enough um but i also thought like how it's not it can't possibly be as good as everyone said it it, it was gonna be um and whilst i i would still argue this is this kind of shit isn't normally my cup of tea so that that there is a bit of thing what there. fantasy like, there's a bit of 
yeah, like it's just it's not that I dislike it. It's just not for me normally. Right. It's not something that I tend to enjoy as a genre. Um, I prefer like the kind of fantasy. I think you said it before, like fantasy light stuff, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't mind that. Uh, whereas I feel like when you start getting into like the wizards and shit like that, like, I get a bit like oh, I, I don't. It's never really particularly done anything for me. So I was hoping that this would come at it in a fresh, interesting way. Um, but or at least don't. When you say like you you're not interested in like the sort of the wizards and all that stuff, don't you also really like Harry Potter? Yeah, but is that fantasy? <laughs> Which one really? could argue is exclusively wizards? Yeah, well that that's true. <laughs> um, but like it, it's not, it doesn't feel like a fantasy, does it? Like especially in the later films, it just feels like some wizards in real life. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that's true. That's because it's it's fantasy mixed with reality, really. It's... Yeah, it's like whereas this is for for someone that isn't a fantasy fan, jumping into this is like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's fantasy through. Yeah, that's right. um, so I was expecting to be a little bit tired of these. Um, to 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 sum up my feelings on the trilogy as a whole, um, I started off being like I like I like this a lot. Second half of Fellowship, I kind of veered out a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't care too much about it. Uh, Two Towers, I loved, really really enjoyed it. Uh, like a lot more than I was expecting to as well. I thought, oh, this, this, I knew the second one. Oh, that there is a, some sort of a general consensus because it has the Battle of Helm's Deep in it that this one is like, like people's favourites or like at least regarded as one of the best ones. Um, so I watched this and I was expecting to like it more, but I, I was surprised at how much I really, really did enjoy it. And then Return of the King, I kind of felt was just like, yeah, sure, they've topped it off nicely. Um, but Return of the King didn't, didn't do much for me personally but overall i like the trilogy yeah if that if, if that sums okay up. that's fair that's fair yeah um so i i i think i always say i think uh the fellowship of the ring is the best movie in the three of them um for me anyway this is my opinion i think it's the best well-made movie um as in and if you just want to watch like a kind of one-off self-contained story i think that kind of works uh, yeah, sure. Towards the end, it it does kind of go towards a cliffhanger of sorts, but I think it can still serve as kind of a one-off, self-contained story. Um, and I really like a lot of stuff in that movie. Uh, I've Two Towers is it's it's good. It's good. There's I think Two Towers is the worst paced out of the three of them. Um, but I again, yeah, I love the Battle of Helm's Deep. It's great. Uh, I said this last time, but even with Legolas's uh, 2000s rad skateboarding moment. I I still love it. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up again because I liked that joke the last time, and it is a it is a very gnarly moment <laughs> on Legolas's part. <laughs> very gnarly, <laughs> tubular, bro. Very tubular. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it is just so too fat. Like you wouldn't put that in a movie today. That is very see, early see, 2000s. I don't know. I feel like I feel like for the time it came out, I feel like there's the equivalent of that today. Like the the Captain America holding the hammer. I feel like that was, yes, I know it's not a kind of a weighted moment with stuff behind it, but I feel like people, fans of Legolas were probably like, yes, that was the best moment in the whole fucking thing. Like, I, I really liked I, it. I, I, no, I think it's, I don't think it's anything like Cap holding the hammer. Though. I think it's, it's very much of the time. Like skateboarding was big in the early and late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. So, I don't think you'd have anything like that today. I don't mean from like fan reaction. I mean just like 
putting a skateboarding trick in your fantasy movie. Nah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Return of the King. Um, yeah, I like Return of the King pr- pr- purely because it's it's just got some great battle scenes in it. I don't think there's any battle in Return of the King which is quite as good, as intense as the one for Helm's Deep in the Two Towers. But there's still some great battle moments and just everything with Minas Tirith. Yeah. And uh, when the riders of Rohan arrive there, it's just pure gold. So I love all that stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So over, overall, I don't know. Where would you say? Where would you say your opinion of this is? Like, do you do you hold it up on a pedestal like a lot of people do, or do you like? Is it just like, yeah, that's fine. No, I, I think I do. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely something I hold in in high regard and have a lot of nostalgia for. Yeah. I went to see the first movie. I mentioned this last time recorded as well. I went to see it on my birthday because it came out on my birthday. Uh, Wednesday, the 19th of December, 2001. It was my eighth birthday. And me and my dad went to see it at an Odeon in Scotland. Uh, it, was, it was very good. I just, from then I fell in love with it. So I do kind of have uh, this kind of nostalgia for it. Saying that though, uh, re-watching these movies the other week, it was the first time I'd watched them all through properly in about six or seven years or so. So it had been quite a while. It was really good. I, I felt so happy just watching that opening battle in the Fellowship of the Ring again. I just the nostalgia really got to me. So yeah, I, I do kind of put them up on that pedestal. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I suppose the easiest way, like we tried to do last time, is to probably do you want to go through film by film? Yeah, yeah. So let's start off with the fellowship. Okay. Um, so you're saying this is kind of you liked the first half, but then it kind of veered off. Yeah. All right. So I'll expand on that because I feel like I was maybe a bit harsh. Uh, I, again, I'm trying to because I'm trying to reiterate a lot of what I've said before, but a lot of what I said before I said it nicely, whereas now I'm like I want this podcast done. <laughs> like, I just want it to be out so I can stop thinking about it now. Um, right. So. Yeah, like I, it's not that I didn't like the second half. I felt it slowed down, and I found it a bit predictable. Um, now, obviously, there's certain plot elements I know. Like, for example, I know that uh, Sean Bean died. Um, so, like, there's because it's Sean Bean. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that man dies in <laughs> absolutely everything. Um, yeah. So I like there were certain things I saw coming. So I kind of have to, I have to be a little bit like biased in my opinion of like. Oh, I can't. I can't really truthfully say it became it became predictable because I knew certain stuff, so I knew the build up. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, like as a as a plot as a whole, um, the first half I really really enjoyed uh, because of the fact that I was like, right, I I don't I'm not into fantasy, but I'm really going to try and go into this with an open mind. So I welcomed the like the whole like the Shire is like probably the most fantasy esque place um, and like the best place to open it. I liked all like the little kind of banter between all the hobbits. I thought that was great, uh, and I really liked. Yeah. Um, uh, was it? Is it, oh, is Aragon gone? Aragon. I, always, I get him confused Aragorn. with that big spider in Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> Aragorn. 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 Yeah. Aragorn, son. A R A G O R N. Okay. All right. So I, I really, really liked him in this movie. Um, and he quickly became like the person that I, I, as soon as he was on screen, I very quickly stopped giving a shit about Frodo. Um, is it because he's handsome? It's because he's handsome, Nathan. He's, he's classic <laughs> Hollywood handsome, and I was I was swept away by the tricks that they uh, that they were they were putting in front of me. Um, no, so I the thing I really liked, uh, and kind of as a through line through all of these movies, but especially in this film, was the um, the kind of 
the three lads being the three lads, um, which is obviously um, uh, Aragorn, um, Legolas, and Gimli. Um, I was a big fan of those three in this. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I feel like uh, towards the end, it like I think it's because Gandalf and it they set up with Bilbo at the beginning, um, like. Oh, if you wear this ring for ages, you're uh, or like it, this ring can affect people, or like being around this ring is, um, you know, it's it's bad. So then, by the end of the movie, when people around the ring were starting to become assholes, like namely Sean Bean, I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and that's kind of where I was at with it. Um, we, yeah, but that's that's kind of like the point, though. Like, yeah, no, I know. It's not. It's if you're looking for like high drama and twists and Shyamalan-esque everything like that you won't get that with Lord of the Rings and fantasy storytelling because it is very in a way basic and by the book and sort of paint by numbers classic storytelling because I said this before it is kind of like the blueprint of it's not the blueprint of stories were around for a long time before the Lord of the Rings but in terms of like fantasy and the genre and everything like that it is kind of where a lot, and I do mean a lot, Star Wars included, get their inspiration from for stories like this. Yeah. So there's is there's not really the point of it isn't to have big twists and to keep you guessing and and deaths to for the sake of shock or anything like that. That's not really that's more Game of Thrones. That's yeah, yeah. that's not this really. Which is that fantasy. Which, like... which is where I think, which is where I think that if people like yourself, if they have if they come from Game of Thrones, they I think they might struggle with this a little bit because it is very different. Yeah, I think I from, feel like from that show. That, that's a good point actually because I think like with Game of Thrones and then coming into this, I was sold a bag of false goods. <laughs> like I was I was expecting a lot more like gore, like blood, like kind of stuff like that, and that's not yeah. the movie's fault, but it, it was it my expectations weren't met. Um, so whether that's on me, that's your fault. Um, I don't know, but yeah, the um. One of the things we spoke about uh, in the in this film um, was the the death. Um, I, I want to retouch on it. The death of uh, Big Sean Bean and I kind of his character in as a whole. Um, yeah. So I I really I right with reflection. This isn't actually what I said in the in the first recording of this as well. So this is this is fresh hot Ooh. content. Um, with reflection, I've come to appreciate his character a lot more. Um, yeah. So my first opinion of him was like, yeah, oh wow, look, he's the evil guy. I know, like he's a guy that's been corrupted by the ring. I get it. It's cool. Like, and then and then when he died, I was like, oh, now he's fine again. And I was a bit like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, h- hurry it on. Um, I also, I, I, we spoke, we did speak on this. Um, I expected a little bit more from his death. Thought it might have been a bit more impactful if uh, he'd just got shot with that arrow when it was like there was a really nice shot of him on his knees and the arrow being pointed at him um i feel like it would have been a nice uh kind of swift uh like punch from reality if it actually just just fucking killed him there and then uh but that is a, that's, that's again the game see of that, mentality. that right exactly that's literally what i was just gonna say that's george rr R. martin speaking right there. yeah exactly so no that's that's that but i i still i still like whilst whilst I respect that it's not like it isn't that kind of movie, I still hold true that I think that would have been a just as effective um, as what they ended up doing. Not to say I didn't like what they did, um, 
I you see, I I I would argue against that. I would massively argue against that. Okay. Purely for the conversation that uh, Boromir has with Aragorn as he's dying, the conversation he has in his arms, where they they do kind of reconcile because throughout the movie there has been this kind of hostility towards uh, well between the two characters because Aragorn is the heir of Gondor. It's his right, whether he wants it or not, to to be king of Gondor. Boromir is the son of Denethor, an absolute fucking cunt who we'll get to, yeah. who is the steward of Gondor, and he is he is currently in control. He's not the king, he's the steward. He's taken over the kind of king's role, but he has no right to do so, no royal right to do so anyway. Yeah. Um, so to him, Aragorn is a threat. Aragorn is a constant threat to his family, to his lineage, to his honour. Um, so, and so you see like moments like that. I think he even says Gondor has no king, Gondor needs no king to Aragorn at one point. And then and then in that moment they they kind of reconcile and he says, I would be proud to follow you, I call you my king, my brother, or whatever he says. It's just a, a beautiful moment and, and you wouldn't have that if you just did the George R. R. Martin kill him while he's there thing. You know? Fair enough. Yeah, no that that, that makes sense. Um Yeah, okay. I can I'll concede my point. Fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also think I also I do I really do like the character of Boromir because it's very easy to just put him in that character that category of uh, the bad one the the dark he's you know he's dressed all in black he's he's the clear villain of the and fellowship that, that's he's the exactly one. what I did that is exactly what yeah. I for, yeah yeah and it, it is easy but I think I think if you watch it again and again you watch these movies over and over again like I have. You do notice more and more stuff with throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire movie because there's moments like when they're all taking a break up on the mountaintop where he's just playing around with with uh, Merry and Pippin, teaching them how to sword fight and everything like that. Just a real nice light-hearted moment. When they've all uh, just got out of the mines of Moria after Gandalf has quote unquote died, and he's the one arguing to give the hobbits a moment to let them rest and and to just take. A breath after what happened, but Aragorn is telling them that they need to go. Yeah, both are absolutely right for their reasons, but he's coming at it from a more sympathetic point of view. I, I do think there are just more moments where you see that he's not just is not that clear black and white painting of a, a darker character. It is quite layered, which I enjoy. Yeah, no, that that's that is completely fair enough. To be fair, like I. Like I say, I fell into that box uh, the first time I watched it, and then um, I, haven't, I haven't watched it since. But like I've reflected on it, thought about it a bit more, and stuff like that. Um, and it's in the um, in the extended editions as well. He's in Two Towers as well. He's um, there's flashback scenes between him and Faramir and everything like that. Oh, okay, I was going to say like did his the brother extended just up. change the canon of it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no. There's like lots of stuff between him and his brother. Um, and their dad, who's a complete prick. I actually have a fun fact about uh, Boromir, if you want to hear it, Sean Bean, I should say. I'd love to hear a fun fact about Sean Bean. Okay, so because it was filmed in New Zealand, oftentimes quite a lot of high, higher places, like there's that one particular scene high up on a mountain, yeah. but that wasn't a studio. They actually filmed that high up on top of a snowy mountain. Okay. Uh, during... Um, they had to go, they had to fly to remote shoot locations by helicopter and Sean Bean is afraid of flying oh, no. so would only do it when absolutely necessary when they were shooting the scenes of the fellowship crossing the snowy mountains he'd spend 2 hours every morning climbing the base of the mountain to the set near the top already in full costume as Boromir the crew were flown up and could see him from their helicopters and waved at him as they went by oh my god 
There's <laughs> <laughs> a little fun fact for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor man. Poor man. But can you imagine after climbing a mountain dressed in that full get? You know that's going to be fucking heavy as shit as well. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Exactly. Peter Jackson, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You may you may be one of the greatest fantasy directors that ever lived or whatever, but come on, mate. <laughs> no need to be a dick. <laughs> Poor Sean B. The man's, af- the man's anyway. afraid of heights. Get him a green screen. <laughs> Oh man! It was 2001. You couldn't do a green screen like you could today, nah, mate. They, this, this, this it wasn't even 2001. Game, right? It was 99. This was pretty influential in terms of like changing filmmaking, right? It did. It did pioneer a lot of visual effects stuff. I mean, this is this is the studio. This is the reason why Weta, the visual production house, is as big as it is today because of everything that happened with these movies. Yeah. Saying that though, it's not as visual effects heavy as you might think. A lot of it is on real locations. Um, the all the orcs and um, Urukai and everything like that, they're actors all dressed up. Whereas in the later movies, the uh, well, the, the Hobbit trilogy, those are all purely CGI characters and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is all practically done, just enhanced really with and the Hobbit. Uh, the Hobbit effects. When... The Hobbit's considered much worse, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched them, and there's good moments in them. Um, but yeah, it's it's we'll get there. It's, it's we'll Martin there, Freeman with big feet. <laughs> it's Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman's great in them. I think Martin Freeman's the best part of them. Oh, really? That's um, interesting. Because Martin yeah, Freeman's very no, rarely he... the best part of anything. He's a good actor. I think he is the the best part of those movies, and he does a great job as Bilbo. Um, but yeah, I think the... he's got like Michael Caine um, thing where he's just been around long enough and people have got used to him. Like, but he, if you yeah. look at the roles he plays, it's just hello, I'm Martin Freeman, but this time in a wig. Oh, he he, a hundred percent is just Martin Freeman. Yeah. but I think that works for the character of Bilbo. Though. <laughs> Everyone so. says that for that kind of stuff. like not just that, but like <laughs> yeah, but I think that works. It's like no, just say they're a bad actor. That's that's what it is. It's like, yeah, he's I'm not right. a bad actor All though. Right. Anyway, we we'll get into that later. <laughs> so, I think I think the is. Rock just kind of needs to be himself in the Fast and Furious movies, don't you? <laughs> How dare you slander that cinematic? <laughs> the big bold brick. <laughs> I won't have it. Uh, right, okay. Um, what did you think? Oh, let's let's move on to the two towers. Okay, okay. let's 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 go ahead here. Um, what did you think of this movie overall? Uh, so I've already said uh, I really, really like this one, uh, like uh, like a lot yeah. more. Like it was a noticeable step up, right? The first when I watched Fellowship, like by the end of it, I went, "Oh, that was three hours," <laughs> like, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, and I liked it again, obviously. But that, but it, you feel that runtime uh, with the twin, uh, not the twin, the fu- ah, the two towers, the two towers. Yeah, oh, it rolls off the tongue, Nathan. Society has influenced this, um, so it, I. Yes, I still felt the runtime. I think you're always going to feel a three-hour runtime. Um, but I, overall, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, and I have my main theory as to why I enjoyed it a lot more. So in Fellowship, um, everyone, or the main plot is always in the same place. The main plot is always together. Um, yeah. There's there's never a split up, right? The entire Fellowship, lo and behold, is together for the whole fucking film. Um, apart yeah. from the end, so when when Sam was running after, by the way, Sam is so cute at the end of Fellowship, but at the same time, it's like maybe just just 
ask him to come and veer the boat back. Maybe don't try and drown yourself to show him how loyal you are. <laughs> like, he's good. We talked about his like he's the best character yeah, in the no, movies. Yeah, no, he is okay. absolutely the best character in the movies. But like, you're important, more important than you probably realise, Sam. So maybe don't just drown <laughs> for something that could very easily be avoided. <laughs> um, but yeah, That's so. Fair. So when they were splitting up, um, I I was like, okay, so the next one is going to be uh, them kind of separate, which I like more because it's interesting you say this is the worst paced because I feel like this is one of the best paced. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, and I feel like I might be in the minority uh, that say that because um, I do think it's... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's very... Because the, the Battle of Helm's Deep does make it very like a seesaw, but like kind of all of it's at, <laughs> yeah. the, all of it's at the arse end. Um, but the the building up to the Battle of Helm's Deep was what I really appreciated, and I liked how every time I got, I was really starting to get invested. They flipped me off to somewhere else, and I cared about. That's why. That's why I think it's the worst page. Opposite, no, see, I like the that. Battle of Helm's Deep. The, but the Battle of Helm's Deep literally just starts, and then they cut away to Merry and Pippin and some fucking trees. Right. Man. Yeah. Look. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get to the trees. <laughs> <laughs> got some got some thoughts on them fucking trees. <laughs> I enjoy right. Um, sixty percent of the plots in this trilogy. Um, yeah, and I would say the the sixty percent is made up of um, uh, Gollum, uh, Frodo, and Sam. Then you've got uh, whatever the fuck Gandalf's doing at whatever time he's doing it. Um, and then you've got the the three the three legends, right? Um, yeah, who are, like by far the most interesting plot for me um i don't really give a shit about any of the elf stuff back at home with Liv tyler um yeah i don't think anyone does yeah I like I, I just you're alone with that and it's so long as well like whenever it, it whenever it cut back and it's to all them, it's all kind of in slow motion as well oh, right yeah it's just like a book like falls out of Elrond's hands and it takes like two hours to hit the ground. <laughs> speaking, mate, speaking of taking two hours to do anything, if I could go into the forest with a fucking saw, I'd cut down every single one of them fucking trees, right? Because they're just so pretentious. They're so up each other's fucking tree bark arses. They piss me off. I want to know if they're pretentious. They are pretentious. They're a bunch of bellin. Oh, we have to decide... <laughs> If we want to do anything, <laughs> fuck off! I'm not. I'm not here for no. You've got me mad about the trees now. <laughs> <laughs> the tree. Like, while I like the Battle of Isengard, and I like the fact there's a tree that's on fire that dunks his head in the water at the end. That's a good that joke. That's a good joke. I've, <laughs> I, I, I think all of that stuff can be cut from this movie, yeah. and just just speed it up because. Yeah. We, they take about three hours to say anything. Treebeard has a line where which even just says exactly that, and it's just oh. all of it is just let's just let's. Just, I don't care about any yeah, of this. I'm, let's just move I, this along. I don't mind it, right? When a movie, ninety percent of the time, I don't mind it when a movie is making a is making a joke about its pacing or making a joke about how long it's taking to do anything. I normally think, oh, that's quite on the yeah. nose. At least they're referencing it. But when, yeah. but when the thing that's taking so long directly affects fuck all and nothing, right? I, yeah. then I'm not on board of it. And then when you make those jokes, I go, no, this isn't funny. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you like the scene? Because obviously, Merry and Pippin are being tracked by 
Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. That's why at the start of this movie they're running across the uh, the, the the mountains and the hills or whatever, searching for them, following the pack of Urukai. Yeah. Uh, did you like the scene where Aragorn was kind of like going like fucking Sherlock Holmes and doing the whole mind detective kind of thing? M- yeah, mind palace tracking sort of thing. Did you like that? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I'd like it a lot more if I cared about. Is it Merry and Pippin? You don't care about Merry and Pippin. I uh, just. Uh, I just felt they contributed nothing. In Return of the King, yes, in in the first two movies, the, I think the first the first movie in Fellowship, they just served as like I was there. Basically, I th- I genuinely because I, I when I say I had no idea about this, I knew the basic plots of the trilogy. I didn't know anything about the side characters or like the less important players. Um, yeah. In the first movie, I thought, okay, well these two are gonna die. Uh, and I thought they'd die to like wake Frodo up and be like, "You're not in the Shire anymore," kind of thing, um, like it's not safe out here, kind of shit. Uh, and when they didn't, I thought, "Okay, they'll they'll do something." And then in, in Two Towers, they didn't, and I went, oh. "So by the time they start, they got to Return of the King, and it's only really one of them that does anything worth of note." Um, I was a little bit like, oh, I, 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 "I would disagree with that." Go on, go on. What what do you think about? I think that no, I think they both do something in Return of the King. They both, they both have a kind of arc mm. in Return of the King. One of them becomes a soldier of Rohan. One of them becomes a soldier of Gondor. Fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> if we haven't mentioned this, if we haven't mentioned this on the podcast before, Lawrence hates fun. So if you bring in a comedic relief character, Lawrence will absolutely despise. No, I just, them I just think core. that a comedic relief character should be funny at bare minimum, right? And I just, yeah, I didn't, do you not think they're funny? I didn't really find them funny. No. Oh, you are, you are. A it was a, no, man. but like the, the whole stuff, like. Do you think he, knows, you think he knows about dinner? No. Do you think he knows about the 300 dinners we have? No. What about supper? Like, I was like, I got it. You eat food. <laughs> it just didn't. It was breakfast and second breakfast. Okay. No, it just didn't, didn't do anything for me. But I didn't, I didn't oh, what hate a, What a hateful man. I didn't man hate them. I just cared about their storyline less. What, what, a, what an angry, <laughs> hateful man. <laughs> What happened to you as a kid? What made you hate fun so much? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> you had some kind of traumatic event when, like during a cartoon or something. It's just watching Tom made you hate everything. Watching Tom and so. Jerry and I don't know. Then we lost the house. I don't know something. No, it's not that I didn't. It's not that I didn't like him. It's just that I just there was a lot of like. I felt that in this one, as much as it is my favourite of the three, there was a lot that they mm. went, well, we need it to be three hours. And there was a lot that didn't need to be there. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see what you're saying. No, but overall... Yeah. Like, what... what did... Um, so, Carl Urban shows up in this movie. Oh, yes, he does. As uh, a rider of Rohan, a young Carl Urban, who can do a British accent, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> gone wrong in the boys, but he just cannot do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, what did you think of the whole uh, Rohan arc as a whole? So, the, you know, Wormtail... Um, whispering in Theoden's ear Theoden being poisoned by Saruman what, what do you think of all that sort so of stuff so I firstly right the, the when he's all like I think they did an amazing job making him look like he's like um, he's definitely had like a an evil influence for years 
um yeah and i i really like that because the difference in like the actual character uh the character's appearance is ridiculous like it's it's it is, so yeah. good um so they did a great job on that for a start uh i did like it <laughs> when he first came on the screen i went what's tommy wiseau doing in this movie um but <laughs> i i uh, i liked him i i have to say at the start of it i had no fucking clue what was going on um I feel like a teeny bit more exposition on that could have been nice. Um, especially for a movie that does take so long explaining things. Um, yeah. So I kind of didn't really know the relevance of what was going on for quite a while until I sussed it out. And then I then I started to enjoy it a lot more. Uh, and I like how when he came back, he was still like... It wasn't like, oh, the problems are fixed now because he's, um, he, he's not like being whispered in his ear. Uh, he's not having his ear whispered into anymore. It, it was revealed that he, yeah. was, he was still a bit of a fucking moron um, and, and left he and left a lot of room for Aragorn to kind of take control, which I liked. What did, what did you think of Theoden as a character? Because Theoden is someone I go back and forth on. Because I do like him. Um, and I... I'm oh, sorry. I do like him, yeah. I think he, he's someone I go back and forth on a lot. And I think that he is... He is a good person, and he is trying to do the best for his people. But I think he has too much pride, and that gets in the way of him yeah, for sure. quite a lot. Because there's that there's that moment um, before the Battle of Helm's Deep where Aragorn says to him, "Call on Gondor. You know, we need help. There's three hundred men. A lot of them are old and kids, and we, we can't do this alone. We need help." And he just flat out refuses. Yeah, he he just won't do it. He's He's, he's, he, they have beef with Gondor, they just didn't come to their aid, whatever, he's saying no. And then, in the very next movie, when um, when Aragorn, when they're talking about the siege that's coming to happen on Minas Tirith, Gondor, uh, Aragorn is saying, we need to go to Gondor, we need to help them. And he's saying, well, they didn't come to help us. So watch. I'm like, motherfucker, you, <laughs> you refuse to ask them for help. Yeah, exactly. You fucking idiot. So he's for that. I don't. I don't know. I like him because I do absolutely. I think it is one of my favorite moments in the entire trilogy, in Return of the King, when the Riders of Rohan actually arrive at Minas Tirith. Yeah. And then he has that great speech, and they all line up, and then they just charge. That is a fucking beautiful moment. Yeah. I love that so oh, much. Oh, he's good. He's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I. But I. I don't know. The, he's. He goes back and forth for me. I'm. I guess I'm the same. Like, I can't say he goes much back and forth. I feel like I understood the point of the character, and ultimately, um, he was there to, uh, be what Aragorn shouldn't be as a king. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. And true. I think he served his purpose very well for that. Uh, yeah. It was a kind of a shake me moment where you feel like in real life, this guy, the second he said no, someone would have knocked him out and been like, "All right, well, I'm not dying because you're an idiot." <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to like, if, if I, at least if I'm going to die, I'd rather it be an honest, like decently matched. That fight. is, see, that's funny because that is exactly what happens in Return of the King though. Like yeah. with, not with Theoden, but with fucking Denethor and Gandalf. Yeah. Like Denethor is saying, no, we're not fighting. There's no actual danger happening. Don't worry about it. And then Gandalf just straight up fucking knocks him out and <laughs> takes charge of the whole just battle. Just carts him into a wall. <laughs> just like, yeah. Shut up, you idiot. I've had, Gandalf's had enough of old men telling him shit that he doesn't want to hear. Um, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I thought he was, he was fine. He served, he served his purpose well. But yeah, it very much so was a. Um, like a pride thing for him it reminded me a lot of um you know like the night's watch arc in uh, game of thrones where like 
Yeah. yeah. Where like so the amount of times John goes into a little office and it's just like, by the way, you're wrong in every respect. And they go, oh, you shut up. You're just a bastard. What do you know? <laughs> it reminded me a lot yeah. of that. Um, what did you think of maybe his daughter, maybe his niece? I don't know. Um, what the one that uh, the one that loves Aragon? What, the one of the one of the two female characters <laughs> that loves Aragon. <laughs> so one of the two female characters that love Aragon out with three female characters in the entire franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> fine, fine, cool. Like. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it sounds bad that I'm shrugging off like one of the few female characters in this as not being really that interesting. But let's be honest, I'm not the one who gave her no lines and nothing to do. <laughs> like, she has something to do in the in the third one, definitely. But yeah, in the in the second one, she is just kind of uh, yeah, just kind of plotting about. She's there. She's there like to that. look lovingly at Aragon and for Aragon to be like, well, technically fucking an elf, but who? <laughs> I don't know. But I also broke up with her. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it well, is what it is. Was it what happens in Helm's Deep stays in Helm's Deep? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think what I think what I like the most about Two Towers, the, aside from the actual battle itself, yeah. is just the moments before the battle where everything's just a little bit quiet and eerie. There's like 90-year-old men and 12-year-old boys grabbing swords and, and shields and prepping themselves yeah. for the battle. And, like, Aragorn is just looking around like, this is just hopeless. Like, there's just no way we can we can win this fight. I, I just And then he talks to the boy. Um, and, like, That's amazing. And then, like, takes his sword. That is such and, a good moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really like that moment. And then the battle itself is just... Well, that, that was, like that was the moment where I... <laughs> and I'm, I'm an idiot that it took this long. Right, <laughs> but I knew the next movie was called Return of the King, and when Aragorn went over, I was like, "By the way, this is how you hold a sword." I kind of half asleep went, "Oh yeah, he's the king." <laughs> um, You're an idiot. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't connect these dots, man. I like to just be there and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he was. I I think that moment was probably yeah one of the strongest in the whole movie. Um, I really really love the fact that it was like. Uh, was it who was it that they were fighting? Uh, it's, it's either orcs or the, the other ones. Uh, the Urukai. Okay, so they rocked up, and then it was just like yeah. there was like five minutes of just no one saying anything, and I was like, "This is very <laughs> tense. This is very very yeah. good." And then the, that guy just—is it the guy that just lets go of his bow by accident? <laughs> yeah, it was just some old guy. Yeah, <laughs> just thanks. What I love is that all the Urukai just like take a second and just look at the dead guy. And then just look up at them, and then just charge. I, I love, I love the, I love the moment they take on the other side, where it's, he lets his bow go, and you just see him immediately go, oh, oh no, <laughs> like, and that man knows that he's because he doesn't know that the backup's coming, so he's there like I've single handedly yeah. fucked this. <laughs> like, what is uh, what do you like the um, the kind of little competition that Legolas and Gimli seem to have? I love like them. who can kill the most. I I yeah, love that. Was great. Uh, the relationship between those two, like it started off as a bit of a, like a, a bro thing between all three of them, but then Aragorn kind of went off to yeah. his own arc, um, and then them two were kind of left behind. Um, I, I I loved it. Like th- the whole thing was Gimli, to be honest. Like I was expecting him at first to be like the the easily annoyed dwarf. I was like, oh, I, I 
again not a fantasy fan so this doesn't do much for me but it was like the little moments where like (laughs) these two very athletic men were just sprinting off and he was running up the hills behind them like (laughs) oh fucking hell (laughs) my legs are tiny do you know he's actually actually the tallest member of the cast as well shut up you're joking yeah no he's like six foot four or something (laughs) mate this peter jackson is a man that can do scale very well he really can. He really can. Because for a long time, I thought he was actually a fucking uh, dwarf actor. Mate, I assumed. I didn't, I didn't assume uh, he was that small. I assumed he was a little short, kind of stumpy man, though. Like, you yeah. know Mark Addy in Game of Thrones? I'm yeah. picturing something like that. No, yeah, he's, he's a fucking unit. <laughs> so... Fucking hell. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so they, they did well to hide That's that. That's <laughs> very surprising, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, should we go on to return of the king no no illusions all right i'm not gonna lie to you we took a little break okay <laughs> um we think we need to change the recordings over so here we are we're back to talk about return of the king hello nathan i'm back and i'm ready to talk about return of the king shut the fuck up and talk about okay right uh, my name is lawrence today i'm gonna be talking about return of the king what are you doing? I don't, I don't know. You, I don't know. <laughs> you don't. You don't need to intro again. <laughs> Fucking idiot! Don't like it when you put me on the spot. Just, uh, <laughs> I can tell you just completely panicked. I did. You? I really did. <laughs> <laughs> you poor little man. Uh, all right, so we're back. Let's talk about Return of the King. Okay, so you're saying this one is kind of like kind of there kind of just wraps up the story is that yeah, what you're saying like ultimately i think for a for a, a, a kind of a a trilogy that i feel like was building up to the end um i feel like i didn't quite get as much of an ending as i as i wanted and i are you sure because there was like 12 different ones <laughs> yeah I, I know um <laughs> but i i, I, I I mean, how many, how many more do you I don't, want? Look, put, it, put it this way. I can't really explain. I'm hoping talking to you about this will kind of ease ease my opinion on it a little bit because I do like it. It's a good film um, and it's a good conclusion. I feel like I just wanted a little bit more and I don't know what it was that I wanted more, but I just felt like I didn't, I didn't get everything I wanted from this. I felt when I finished it, I went, so that's, that's Lord of the Rings. Cool. And that, and that was right. it. And I, I felt like I'd feel a lot more. I'm not really entirely sure what more you could have wanted, though, because it does. I don't think. I don't think there's any kind of thread left left unanswered. Really, I'm trying to think back. There's probably some plot point dropped. At what some was point, it that Finn wanted to I, tell Ray? That's what. That's what <laughs> I want to know. That he was a Jedi or whatever. Oh, okay. All right. Now, see, now yeah, I love Return that was a of different the King. Movie. Now it's my favorite <laughs> oh, movie of all time. <laughs> good. Was do you think that you was maybe wanting more from Sauron, the big bad? I guess that might be it because he was ultimately just a big fucking eye. He was a big uh, eye, and I feel like I didn't get much from him it felt a little bit in the way that you know like you know how Voldemort wasn't part of Harry Potter until the fourth movie when he was actually a character felt yeah. like that felt like I missed a big a big return so, a big reveal or a big a big stake so increase. interestingly interestingly they did actually do that they um, originally this movie did have Sauron come out 
take take form again and come out to the Black Gate and fight in that battle. You know the scenes where Aragorn is there fighting like a big troll? Yeah. That was that was Sauron originally. And they just painted over him with a with a troll. Uh, because they felt like it didn't really work and it took focus away from the, from like Frodo and, and and the kind of wrapping up of the battle. It wasn't necessarily okay. about Sauron. Yeah. It was like he he'd been He's in human form anyway. He'd been dead for thousands of years at this point. It wasn't about him returning, and it didn't really make much sense that he could just suddenly was it, return. Was it not it about was, him returning though? Because that was kind of the whole enemy. It was plot. about it, it would yeah it would if he got the ring, but he didn't. But, that's the, but you can't say it wasn't about him returning because the whole point of no, the whole no, antagonist force was him wasn't, trying to get the ring. So that was surely the stakes. yeah yeah but. But at that point, he didn't have the ring. Though. Yeah, but what I'm saying so... is, it, 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 it might have been cool. Right? I, I, I just, I just think you can't cut it away by saying it wasn't the point. Like, I, there, I, there can be sub points, there can be little, little plot points. But the, the entire antagonist force was Sauron trying to get the ring back into possession, and more so, the ring was trying to be back with him. So I feel like, f- for, I, I feel like that, that could have. It's interesting that they even filmed that because I think that could have worked really well. I feel like that. I'm, I know I'm in the minority that is saying I wanted a bit more from this, but but like, but in order to do that, he would have had to have got the ring, though. That's fine. Get it. But <laughs> can't just get it though. Go get it. That's fine, man. <laughs> no. I fucking hate you. He could, he, there is no point where he could have got the ring because then it would be over. Because then you just couldn't have got it back from him. Well, I don't know. You got enough of powerful wizard on this side, right? No. What? Why no. couldn't? Why couldn't you have? I feel like I feel like writers can technically kind of do anything they want. So why definitively could they not have fixed that problem? Because uh, the way I see it, if you're writing a whole a whole uh, franchise and you've got three epic movies, each of them three hours long, they constantly talk about how you cannot let Saruman get the ring because if it because if he does it will be over middle earth as we know it will end the shire will burn it will all be enslaved everything will be done and mordor will rule everything it will be literally hell on earth forever and then you have the bad guy achieve that and then it's over 5 minutes later because someone cut off his hand it just kind of weakens it all a little bit do you see what I, i'm saying I, I do and i don't i feel like I, I, I'd be with you completely. I don't think he should necessarily get the ring and then we see those consequences play out. I think he should get very close to getting the ring, though. Do you know what I mean? I feel like... Because I... When, when... Put it this way. When Frodo and Sam got there and the big battle was happening, right, underneath them all and shit, yeah. I was still... I was still there thinking, like... Oh, but they're just... All they need to do is fucking hoy it down there and then they're done. Like I know that I know Frodo was having his own kind of internal struggle with if I if I bin this then I'm I'm a little bitch again kind of thing, um, and like having yeah. his own kind of corruptive uh, corrupted headspace moment. But ultimately, right? If if it got that bad, all Sam would have had to do is pick Frodo up and fucking yeet him. But all right, all right, you say that, but that was just never going to no, happen. No, of course it's not it? going to happen. But what I'm saying is, I'd, like, I'd have rather yeah, Sam no, would like, get closer. Sam wouldn't. Sam wouldn't do that. Sam wouldn't do well, that. Well, then he's a bitch. 
Yeah, he is. But even if it came to that, I get what you're doing. I get you being funny and everything like that. But it just <laughs> it would not come down to that. No, no, no. Right, right. <laughs> look, take 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 the jokes aside. Right. My a serious point I'm trying to make is the fact that I don't think Frodo having that conflict that he's by the way been having for the better part of two movies now was enough of a yeah. was enough of a kind of stake increase for the final bit. I feel like I don't need Sauron to like. Bear in mind, this is fantasy. You can do what you want, so to speak. Obviously, don't take the piss. Um, but I don't. I don't need him to come back in a physical form. But I'd I'd have enjoyed a bit more resistance once they get up there. Like, do you not think anything? I mean, would they have been did though. That's why they had. Yeah, that's why they had Gollum come back. That's why Smeagol yeah, was there. He's... Is that final bit of resistance before they did it? Mm, I, I. All right, I, I get what you're saying. I don't. I feel like now that I've put my finger on it, I did kind of want more of an antagonist force uh, directly influencing Frodo and Sam in that last bit because it all it all came down to them, right? Like no, no matter what yeah. happened, if they didn't bin the ring, it was still fucked. Um, I feel like it, it could have been nice to have a little bit more resistance in that. That being said, I did like I did like Gollum coming back and kind of just being like nah <laughs> if you're if you're lobbing the ring i'm going i'm going as well kind of thing yeah we haven't really talked about those those three um at all yet so overall like sam frodo and Gollum smeagol that arc what did you what did you I, think of it of that whole arc? so it, it was one of the storylines that i did like it was one <laughs> it was one that i wasn't part of the 40 percent i didn't <laughs> um it, yeah. i i did really enjoy it i enjoyed it a lot more and i found i got a lot more out of it when once I'd watched the opening act or the opening um, scene to uh, Return of the King, um, uh, so yeah. I, I up to that point, I, like a lot of a lot of my appreciation for it was just watching it and being in awe of how good Andy Serkis is as a performer. Um, but He's then, great. like I did enjoy, um, like I think we made a joke in the last one. Sam is obviously the best character in this. Um, I enjoyed the fact that they. It's not a joke. It's a fact. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but the. Um, I liked the very specific point that Frodo is there because, um, like, no one else could kind of do this, and Sam is there because he's there to keep him in check. Um, and yeah. I, I did enjoy that kind of friendship and how Sam takes it so seriously, um, even oh, yeah, when Frodo 100%. is just a complete and utter wanker, um, which he is for a large deal of this trilogy, <laughs> like. Frodo is. is not a bloke. Yeah. After I feel like if I was Sam, I'd be doing this because I'd be doing this because it was my duty to the world, right? And then as, as soon as as soon as it was done, Frodo ring or not, I'd be like, by the way, I I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know Sam's a nice boy. But that but that's but you're not as good of a person. It's as true. Sam. It's true. He's, he's the best. Sam of is too pure so. for this for this world. Um. He he he's a definition of two people. He is. I um I did like uh, the Gollum Smeagol kind of thing there, and uh, and the ending of um is it yeah the ending of uh, Two Towers, is it the ending of Two Towers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he has that like that moment where they were um basically being like, nah, they'll they'll betray you, they'll do something that. That's those scenes. They, they happened only a few times, but those scenes were just some of the best fucking scenes in the whole thing. I said this. I said this when we did the first 
uh, attempt at recording this episode. But those scenes were so good that when I was a kid, I genuinely thought there was two golems. <laughs> there was two different versions of uh, Gollum, a good one. Smeagol and then a bad one got <laughs> um, just because they're just the way it's shot with like the camera angle turning and and you don't see his face soften or or harden at any point you just hard cuts yeah. straight into into the uh, the other persona which is just is so when good did... it is so good and for a dumb little like an eight or nine year old who didn't understand filmmaking I was like oh there's two of them I wow. just suddenly thought about this. there's the other one been I hiding. just suddenly thought about this when did so 2002 was Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah. Okay. Unless it's a coincidence, Sam Raimi one one billion percent copied this technique for the um the do the Doc Ock the real crime would to be not not to finish what we started. No, I can't do that. I'm I'm a nice boy. I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big scientist. Uh, oh, I think you might have yeah. been. Yeah, because that would have filmed in 2003. Yeah. And this and yeah, Lord of the Rings came out December two thousand two. <laughs> so there we so, go. Yeah, that 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 adds up. Yeah, yeah bloody hell, <laughs> Sam. So yeah, like, ultimately, um, I did. Uh, yeah, that story, that storyline, that kind of arc between those three, I did really enjoy. Um, yeah, me too. And I, and I genuinely do. I, we have joked about it, but I genuinely do think Sam is the the best character in in these movies he's without a doubt the bravest character yeah like, for sure he's he's four feet tall and he he will stray up just march into a fucking tower filled with orcs to get back through yeah. um he'll he'll do it he'll fight a fucking giant spider he'll do whatever and then that moment where they're marching towards Mount Doom and I can't carry it for you Mr Frodo but I can carry you Every fucking time, oh. I just punch the air. I'm like, fuck yeah, yes, that, that is you go, Sam. That is so cute. Um, what a hero! Yeah, I, I, I like, <clears throat> I do like this one. When I, I'm, I felt I was been, I was being harsh on it at the beginning. I do like this movie, and I do think it's a suitable like conclusion to it. Um, I don't quite. Mm. I'm wondering if you can clear this up for me. I don't quite understand why Frodo just pieces out at the end of it. Um, uh, I'm not sure. He he explains it as like. Um, his injuries or something no not really it's more like he does he, say, he says something like my, I can't no, that's, be at peace here with my injuries or whatever. I think that's more like metaphorical really I think he's more because he, he says they set out to save Middle Earth but it hasn't been saved for him I don't know if I'm reading too much into that but that kind of reads to me like a sort of PTSD sort of thing and that he like he just can't seem to settle in in yeah. the Shire again, because after going through all that, and then just suddenly coming back to happy-go-lucky farmers who will all have a dance and a pint at the local and everything like that, it it would be fucking bizarre. Like, mate, a, a pint at the local is all I want after <laughs> well, this. Well, yeah, but no, it would be it would, and that is like a lot of real thing. That's what a lot of soldiers struggle coming back from war. Like, you go, you're in these fucking shit hellholes, and then you just suddenly come back, and everything's fine, and and it is a difficult contrast to deal with trust me i've seen it firsthand i've not been there by myself but i deal with someone quite regularly who does um but it is yeah. incredibly difficult to deal with so i can completely understand why like he he wouldn't be able to settle there so do you think do you think that would have worked maybe a bit a bit better in reverse 
do you think it would have been quite nice to see the the ring's influence fade from Frodo and to have him be like everything's fine, but the person that it did deeply affect was Sam. Uh, not um... not the ring itself, but the whole the fact that because I always think that like the ending of this, everyone's like, well done, Frodo. Frodo's the best guy ever. And Sam's there like, I did so much more than that little fucking weasel. <laughs> he did, he did. Um, what, what do you mean? Like Sam, no, no, I it, don't think, what it, I don't what it, think it would have worked really because Sam has, yes, he's brave and yeah, he is willing to do whatever he wants. But throughout the trilogy, you do see that this isn't his world. And all he really wants to do is just go back home do his gardening, marry Rosie Cotton and have a couple of kids. That's, that is, he keeps talking, like in the first one, if I take another step, this will be the furthest I've ever been away from home. Uh, Then he's talking about rationing the bread for the return journey home. And like Frodo's like, oh, that's clearly something I haven't actually thought about. Uh, It's, whereas Sam, clearly he is thinking about constantly getting back to the Shire. I I don't really think it would have worked for him to then turn around and be like, no, this this doesn't work for me, really. I don't I don't mean necessarily Sam leaving the Shire and following the exact same plot points that Frodo did. I mean like more in the sense of him being the one that's kind of more mentally affected by the journey. May, yeah, maybe, but I I like that Sam got to have his his dream that he got he got to have what he wanted. You know, he got to have a family and settle down into a nice, simple life, which for him is ideal. Yeah, I suppose you you want the nice ending. I'm like, what would you're George R. R. I'm thinking of like, you're just like, yeah, you, I, you I am. Yeah. Game of Thrones has truly jaded you. It has. I've been, <laughs> I've been brainwashed this whole time. <laughs> um, one thing I'll say because I want to, I want to touch on it. Um, I know we, we still want to speak about um, the rest of the movie. Um, d- watching this, I realised how much has been fucking ripped off from these um okay like from these movies yeah um from the notable ones obviously like game of thrones which we've already spoken about but the harry potter tie-ins are extremely evident as well like the you can't wear that horcrux for too long ron <laughs> it will make you cross like oh uh, yeah that 100 percent. yeah i was watching it's it it's even um, on a chain around actually, the neck as well yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't possibly wear it. Um, what was it that I said in there? Um, there's so many. Um, I'm sorry, I've just seen a note that says the line, it's got quotation marks, says, I am no tree, and I've put, but you literally are. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, but the other things I mean is kind of like the um, uh, like golem and the like grip hook kind of thing. Oh, okay, like, yeah. There's, there's just, there's just a lot in this that I feel, there's, I feel like there definitely is. Yeah. When you say they, a lot of genres use this as like the blueprint. Yeah. Um, I feel like they also were like, well, we may as well just take little <laughs> pieces of the plot as well while we're here. <laughs> Look, okay, it, it's come to a light recently that J.K. Rowling's not as great as we thought she was. Okay, so makes no. perfect sense that she'd steal some stuff here and there. J.K. Rowling's a trifling ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's my political stance. <laughs> All right. So, what did, what did you think about the whole stuff going on? Uh, Minas Tirith. So Gandalf, Pippin, uh, Gondor, Denethor, all this. Um, 
ultimately, right, so bearing in mind I watched these all in the space of a week, it all kind of, a lot of the the main story, as it, I suppose it should do to an extent, rolls into one for me. I don't have a very clear separation on each separate film. Right. Um, I just kind of consider the story as a whole. Um, I like, I mean, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't not like it. I just, I felt like the battles kind of weren't as good as, um, uh, what do you call it, as the ones in Two Towers. Um, I did very much so enjoy the, how, how um, is it Boromir's brother that's like, well, he's dead. And, yeah, <laughs> and then everyone being like, but he's not. <laughs> yeah. and, he's just and not he's like, dead. Nah, he's dead. <laughs> nah, he's nah. he's fully never. Do you, his head's moving. Don't worry about it. He's dead. No, nah, he's definitely he's dead. Well and truly so dead. what we're gonna do? We're gonna yeah. burn him and me together. Yeah. Um, because I can't go on because both of my sons are now yeah. dead, except one of them isn't. But shush. Yeah, but don't worry about it. <laughs> and it that I felt that was so weird. He was he's and he <laughs> I fucking hated him so much that yeah. Uh, I think the scene. The scene where uh, Faramir and the other Gondor riders are going out to retake Osgiliath, the city down the road from Min- down the road. That sounds weird in the setting, but down the road from Minas Tirith, yeah. uh, they're going to try and retake it <laughs> just off the M1. <laughs> yeah. But they know they 100% know they're riding to their death. They 100% know that it's not a fight they can win, but they still go. Yeah. Um, and Pippin is singing that song, and it's intercut. While that song is happening, and Denethor is just tearing into that fucking chicken and and grapes or whatever, uh, that is it's so well done. But it just makes me hate him so fucking much. Yeah, I yeah, it's um that I think that because obviously these films did change a lot of filmmaking, like we were saying earlier. Like they and they set the blueprint for a lot of films that came after. Um, that was one of them. The like the the song in the middle of a battle kind of thing. Yeah. That's been that's been fucking milk for all it's worth. <laughs> but it's so it's so fucking effective. Yeah, in I, it's it's fair. so effective in that scene. And you don't and and what I like is that the song keeps going. You don't really it doesn't cut off. And then you hear like the clash of swords and everything like that. It's still yeah. just the song um, until yeah. Gandalf shows up and just like fucks off the Nazgul. Oh, what did you think of the Nazgul? The what? The, the, the ring rapes. The the guys in black hoods with no faces. Oh, the what the, the ones that love the ring? Yeah. Yeah, fine. It felt like they were a bit of a, like a... I, I feel, they were fine. I think I enjoyed them a lot more and found them a lot more daunting. But then when they showed up and someone... I can't remember who says it. Someone's like, but we killed them. And you're like... <laughs> and then whoever was next to them goes, nah, you can't kill them, mate. They're too, they're too scary. <laughs> like... And that's, I felt like that at that moment they kind of lost a bit of weight for me because I was like, well, what, what's the point in them then? If you can't, if there's no threat to them because you can't kill them and they're just, they're just going to kill you, I felt a little bit like, oh, okay. No, you can't kill but them. But I did enjoy them a lot beforehand. Yeah, I, I think the sound that they make, that just kind of shriek, just fucking, I don't know what it is, but it just, it like, it sets my nerves on edge. That just yeah. high piercing shriek. Um, and clearly it does to everyone else in the movie because like it like completely fucks them over or whatever but cut to JK Rowling drawing them on a whiteboard (laughs) scrubbing out the horse and going Dementors (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah yeah Um, yeah. so 
I don't know what else to say, really. Um, yeah, the I, I said it before, but the moment where the Rhinos of Rohan uh, turn up uh, at Minas Tirith, and and there's there's just that fucking that charge, and then just the absolute evisceration of the orcs as well. They just fucking yeah. absolutely pound into them. That's great to see. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You love you love it. You love an underdog. You do. You I, absolutely a lot of the time, do. this this movie was operating on the whole like. This battle can't possibly be won until and then, until, can. until someone else shows up and then we win again. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of what happens in both of them, but yeah, it is yeah. great. Um, and then as well, cut, some fun... cut to George R. R. Martin writing Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> cut to George R. R. Martin writing the entire Game of Thrones saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, God. Yeah, no, but um, and then as well, there was <laughs> some ghosts that show up and give you and uh, just win the oh, battle. There were a few spooky boys, weren't yeah, there? a few spooky boys in there. I think we're just listing stuff Aragon... at this point. No, but then Aragon, I like the fact that Aragon walks in there and they're like, "Get out!" And he's like, "Nah, I've uh, <laughs> you got to do something." And they're like, "We're not going to do that for you. We'll only do it for the king." He's like, "I am the king." And they go, oh, "All right, <laughs> I guess we'll do that." They go. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Respected. Well, I, I, I did. I, I did like it... that he kept his promise to them, though. Yeah, the promise to release them, and yeah, I think him. He's like, ah, let's keep him around. Very good in a fight, these lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we? You know how they? Well, this relationship's hanging by a thread anyway. Should we just? <laughs> should we just piss him off? <laughs> I, I honestly think the funniest line in in all three of these movies is where. The Battle of Minas Tirith is won. They're kind of just sitting in like the throne room of Gondor, deciding what to do next, and they all make the decision that they're going to go to Gondor and meet the enemy at the Black Gate. They're going to give Frodo the distraction. <laughs> they're all in agreement, and then Gimli just pipes up and goes, Well, strong chance of death, little chance of success. What are we waiting for? <laughs> it's so good. I think a lot of these, like, they, they, there is some great little moments in this, and I, f- I feel like, I, I really am happy that these, uh, these were made when they were made, when there wasn't such a, like, a big. You can make a serious movie, but it's got to have hilarious jokes in yeah. every scene at least. Yeah. Um, because they do. This is this is like the era of movies where humor was done so well and and kind of woven in naturally. Yeah. Um, rather than like we have to have at least eight jokes because what else is going is going to go in the trailer kind of thing yeah that's true that's um, true yeah and so that, that that was nice the hu- that was and nice. yeah i um, think that i think legolas and gimli they do that great they do provide a lot of the humor for these like their little competition still carries on into this movie there's the moment where legolas takes down the the fucking the big elephant with all all the riders on top of it and gimli's like that still only counts as one which it clearly doesn't. Oh yeah. But alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um them two uh, I like I like was it the moment where uh, Aragorn like throws him and he's like, Don't tell the elf, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I like as well is in the first one as well, there's the moment where Aragorn was gonna do that, but he's like, Nobody tosses a dwarf and then he jumps in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if it's seen in Return of the King or in Two Towers. I can't quite remember where it's Legolas and Gimli talking and he's like, never thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. What about side by side with a friend? 
I I could do that. I like that moment. That's just really I, sweet. That's a that's a good moment. I feel like I would I would appreciate it a lot more if I hadn't seen a million memes about it. Um, uh, yeah, you can't really like, fault the movie for that though. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. F- I'm not going to fault the movie, but I feel like I, that that moment would have had a bigger impact on me had I not known about it beforehand. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, it definitely was a it definitely is like a great little moment. I like the like how like when it's all said and done, they're actually just like they're they're, they're homies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> all right. So yeah, the boys. Let's let's kind of wrap it up here. What what did something this movie is famous for? And we've already touched on it. Is the, like the seven different endings because. It, the movie literally fades to black and you think it's done and then it just comes up again and then fades into yeah. just more movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally yeah. fucking the ring has been destroyed, the tower has fallen, Frodo is looking across Middle Earth and they're like, oh, it's done, it's finally over, fades to black. Refade up, yeah. Frodo and Sam lying yeah. on a rock. Uh, and and then it just keep, <laughs> carries on and on and on. Uh, what, yeah. did, what did you think of the different, the several endings that they put in here? <laughs> I, I mean, you're always going to get it on you. Like, it's a it's a franchise that obviously knew its worth, knew that people were going to want more, and so they kind of. I feel like that happens all the time in big, like in the third movie of things, mm. um, where they try and they try and round off every story possible, but it is it is it can't be natural and it has to kind of be a series of scenes of the different characters getting what they wanted yeah because <laughs> like, i thought unless they've unless they spend 90 percent of the film showing people getting to that point yeah rather than finishing the the threat or like completing the arc of the character um like they they have to just kind of do them one by one at the end <laughs> um so you're you're always gonna get it, but yeah, there, there was there was a lot of moments where I went okay, and then went to close my Mac, and I went oh, he's still going, okay, okay back I go. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, like I say, I, I'm not gonna fault it on it. I think it, it knew it's worth. It deserved a few endings. Like it's a good it's a good franchise, and people obviously wanted all the characters, wanted to see where their characters ended up yeah. because. There's a there's a character for everyone in this. This isn't one where I could pinpoint and say that would be everyone's definitive favorite character. Like how in Game of Thrones, basically, it's John. Yeah. Um, like it's it, it's nothing like that in this. So I like it, man. Like it gives people that chance to see where their favorites ended up. I like it too. Yeah, I do, and I am I am actually very interested to to go and back and watch the Hobbit trilogy now and and just see. The differences and and how how vast or not vast they are, and I'm I'm really interested yeah. to to hear what you'll have to say on that. I'm sure you'll have many many a thoughts on those movies. They're not as long, are they? No, they are. <laughs> they are just, oh, they okay. are just as long. Um, I think even longer in parts. Um, so so we'll have Fantastic. we'll have that to look forward to when we get to that. Um, but yeah, but, but disclaimer: it's not next week. <laughs> it's not. No, next week is. Um, Hunt for the world of people. Hunt for the world of people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so tune in for that. Indeed. But anyway, yeah, that's 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 kind of it, really. I don't really have much more to say. I, overall, I still still love these movies. Still put them quite high up on a pedestal. Uh, they're a big yeah. part of my childhood, and and that doesn't and my thoughts on them doesn't really seem to have changed at any point in the past fucking almost twenty years or so. So. Uh, I would I would summarize my thoughts by saying I like them. Um, I'm glad I watched them now and not when I was younger, as I feel like I 
I know what I'm like with long films and it would have taken me way too long to come back to them. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not in a rush to rewatch them uh, because they are such a fucking time <laughs> commitment. Um, but ultimately, I'm I'm happy I watch them and uh, I'm happy I can when people are like start speaking about the Lord of the Rings around me, I don't have to be like I've never seen it, never seen it before. Sorry. <laughs> and then had to deal with you've never seen Lord of the Rings. Um, so I'm excited for that. There we go. There we go. We can't wait for that to be around other people what again. I'll, what I'll do in those conversations now instead is direct them to this podcast <laughs> exactly. or or if they don't know you and only want to have a conversation with me I can direct them to my, oh, my fuck audio off. that did explore okay it's <laughs> over we've done it now it's over uh, <laughs> alright um, whatever fucking rating system you want to do then you can't I don't know I feel like we've I feel like we've we've, we've, we've done a new intro we're going to do a new outro I, I would like to give you the rating system and you can decide. <laughs> what a gracious gift. That's definitely a gift. That's all right. And not at all just pawning it off on me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very, very much for that. You're very welcome. Uh, how many rings out of nine would you give to this? Because there's nine rings. Do you get it? I do get it, yeah. Well then. Um, that's a good one, mate. Um... How many rings out of nine? So is nine the best? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So if nine's the best, I'm going to give this... And this is the, the trilogy. Um, it's not individual movies, it's the trilogy. Okay. That does lower it slightly for not me. Oh, brutal. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, but it's still not a bad score. Overall, I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7.5 out of nine, which is... Out of nine. It's not a bad score. It's a quite good score. That is quite a good score. It's quite a good score, but it... It would I would have given it a solid eight, but when you said it was out of the um when you said it was for all three movies, mm. I remembered that I don't care much for one half of um fellowship. I will uh go for a solid eight out of nine rings. Similar reasons. Um I just think that while I enjoy the trilogy as a whole, there is just certain moments in the two towers which for me just just don't quite work. But overall, absolutely love the trilogy. Um, and excited to, I don't know. I'm excited for Amazon's show actually to see whatever that is. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, obviously I'm excited for it more so now. Um, because it's like I'm it's quite in, excited to see them. I think it's in the uh, the second age, which is like thousands of years before this. So quite okay. Yeah, quite far back. I don't know if it is. It'll be interesting to see what they do with, um, with like how much. Because one big thing about this franchise is they padded a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, with some fluff. Um, I'm interested to see how they stick. If it's, it's probably going to be like an hour-long episode kind of structure, like a 50-minute kind of thing. I'd imagine so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to see what they do if they keep it as a concentrated 50 minutes and keep the episodes episodic with a, an episode arc per episode. Yeah. Or if they make it a 10-hour movie. We'll see. We'll see. I think that's coming out this year, maybe? I don't know. Bloody hell. I can't wait to watch them slowly over the course of many months. Let me actually... <laughs> oh, misty eye of the mountain below. below. Be careful, careful watch, watch of my, my big toe. Okay, uh, thank you very, very much uh, for sticking with us. If you have done for this long, this is a longer pod, but we had three big movies to talk about. Um, so thank you very much if you have stuck with us we will be back on Thursdays we switched up our release schedule so now we're going to be doing every Thursday evening um, 
next week we've got Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a Taika Waititi uh, comedy. I think it was 2016, and it's got the kid from Deadpool 2 in it, and it's a right old laugh. Yeah, um, and then the week after that we'll be doing Ted Lasso, um, and then I believe after that we'll be doing a WandaVision recap. Very much enjoying that show, so come back, uh, stick around for that. Whatever, whatever you want to do, it's all good. All right, <laughs> goodbye everyone. Another happy pod, I guess. Another happy pod. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.